Welcome to the 24th episode of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. This is Conversations with Creatives. I'm your host, artist and animation director, Todd Schaefer. I've always admired people who find one thing to do in life, and they devote their life to doing that one thing well. And it's even more remarkable when in their twilight years, they still have the same spark of passion for their art that they did when they were younger. Maritime painter John Stobart is just such a man. In the previous episode, John talked about his schooling at the Royal Academy and the circumstances that led to his first sale as a painter. In this episode, John continues to talk about his career, and he gives us a window into the historical research that he pours into each of his paintings. And he talks about his outdoor painting series called Worldscape that was produced for PBS. John, uh, what got you into doing the wharfside scene in America? What 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 spawned that? When I, when I, I can easily remember that because when I came from uh, when I when I first went to Canada, it was on a on on a test uh, trip. I'd never been on a ship before, or anything. so I took the uh, an ocean liner, you know, Cunard to uh, Montreal from Liverpool, and, um, and uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't have that much money, and, uh, but I had uh, enough to stay a couple of weeks and then come back on another ship, and that's what I did. By the way, I have, I have to say that I had been, by this time, doing paintings for shipping companies in England that... Uh, had that sent calendars out each year. All the shipping companies did that, and that's one of the reasons that I knew about the shipping, and I knew about we all saw calendars in, in, on people's walls that uh, you know that from the shipping companies, and they were pretty good on-site paintings, just like I'd done at Waterloo Bridge, you know. Yeah. They were knock out little painting with a ship in a foreign port with a little help from the, the shipping company. They were very glad to give you photographs of anything you wanted, you know. And, and uh, so I, I did that. And, uh, I, remember, I remember you telling a story that you had painted this beautiful passenger ship and you took it to the company and they said, well, we're not really interested. So you painted out the name and painted in a different name for a different shipping company and well, took it. <laughs> what, had, what had happened is that they'd sold the ship. Oh, right. The week before, <laughs> foreign interests, which killed, which killed the idea of me even progressing any further with that. But amazingly, that particular one turned, turned out good because at the same time that ship was... Uh, Coming down the Mersey, um, uh, no, uh, where I painted, I painted it in the Mersey, and and where the the Mersey Docks and Harbour board building and the Cunard building, beautiful buildings on the waterfront, very spectacular background for the ship, you know. And then yeah. I put the Oriole, <coughs> I, the one the one that I had got in the uh, in the in the, in the one that. That, that they'd say they didn't want because they'd sold it. That was an awful-looking ship, and it was a brand-new one. But uh, 
And, but while I was there, I saw a fabulous ship over at the landing stage called the Oriole, which was owned by another company called Elder Dempster Mine. And Elder Dempster, uh, uh, I communicated with. And in fact, I took with my brownie box camera, I took pictures of the one at the landing stage enough to paint a picture of it. And so I was all set because it was actually there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that, I put that ship leaving in the place of the of the big one that wasn't going to be, you know. So I took it home and I scratched it all off, you know, and um, and I put in the Oriole instead of the other ship. It was very embarrassing because when I did take the new ship with the Oriole in it. Boy, did they buy it in a heartbeat, you know. And it was big. It was 30 by 50. 30 by 50 inches. Yeah. And the, the, so this shit was quite big in the painting. And it was all had to be exactly right. And uh, I put the, na the new name there and uh, everything. Well, uh, two years after they had bought it, um, but... Uh, after I'd done other things for them as well, because this led always led to something else. One thing will lead to another. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and it had led to me painting other pictures, but uh, but what had happened was that the uh, I got a call from them two years later, and and they said, Mr. Stobart, uh, there seems to be another name coming through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was this awful ship that I'd painted underneath it, you know, and I hadn't taken that off quite enough, and it had bled through the the paint. Oh, that's oh, funny. Oh, knew what had happened immediately. Oh, I said, I'll come up immediately, and I can uh, I'll get, take care of that for you. Uh, no problem at all. And when I went up there, they knew what had happened, you know. They were all guffawing, you know. They're, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> These old, old, old guys, you know, they're all about 80. <laughs> so uh, there, there was, uh, it was really, it was really another, uh, uh, it's almost like a comedy, you know. Yeah, for sure. So what what gave you the, the idea to start doing harbor side scenes and scenes oh, of... That was I had I had looked in the in the um, and and when I was at the Royal Academy schools in London, I had I was very close to Christie's and Sotheby's. Both their sale rooms were within a uh, quarter of a mile of of the Royal Academy, walking distance. Uh -huh. Get there in five minutes, and um, so I uh, I used to go there regularly. And I noticed I was very attracted to paintings of farm scenes that had been done by artists who wanted to describe the, the farm scenes in, in the horse-drawn era. You know, and this, these were done at, at that time in the horse-drawn era, and, and they were selling those, you know, that were, uh, you know, people die, you know, and then they... they, they these old pictures were ending up on the wall. And I thought, I thought that what I'd really love to do 
when I came to Canada, because I I found nothing like this there, you know. And I said I could paint all these American ports uh, in, in, in back in time at the height of the sailing era and do, do the harbor scenes with the horse and cars uh, in the street, you know. And you've seen m m a lot, many of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got the the idea, and I and it was very powerful because I had been really glued to those things, those farm scenes, and I I felt that it was a wonderful thing to look back in time, and it was nostalgic, you know, to see what it was like then, and uh, and, and I thought it had power, you know. Yeah, for it, sure. It got to me. It had got to me. Right. And, and I found that to be the case and it wasn't it wasn't it didn't take a heartbeat for for you know to realize that uh, that I'd got something really up my sleeve there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and there wasn't a whole lot of other art being created like that at the time, was there? Not really. There was in England actually, but it was more um the sailing vessels like the barges like the sailing barges that uh, that went up and down the Thames River, and uh, they weren't really uh, that attractive. And uh, but it was it was my uh, passion for painting architecture as well. Yeah. As well as the ships, and, and that it was associating the sailing era with the architecture, you know, and uh, that. Did it, you know? That really did it. <laughs> I usually go to the site that I've uh, all these paintings I've done. I've been to all the cities and very carefully gone through all the records of what buildings were there. Then, I mean, for instance, you go to Cincinnati, and right in front of you, on the waterfront, there is, is the Roebling suspension bridge. Which which Roebling built before he built the Brooklyn Bridge? Okay. No, it's sitting there right in front of you, and it, it even looks like it. And uh, so it, it's you know all you've got to do is to take all the new nonsense away, you know, all the new buildings, and put the what was the proper buildings back that were there before. Since photography came in, everything has been recorded. So, and even the old etches, the old etches were the ones that really excited me because they, they did it and they had the etchings in the newspaper and that, and that's how people got to know what places were like before uh, photography, you know. Okay. So that, so they, and they're all, they all exist today. You can go to the uh, libraries and, uh, the New York Library, which is on 42nd Street, I think, 5th Avenue and 42nd Street yeah. comes to mind. That has a huge room of, of an area where they'll bring bring you um, uh, 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 copies of old etchings of Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, you can look through them and find exactly what you want. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, I remember you talking about all the research you went that went into all your paintings. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's a lot of work, by the way. Yeah. I, and and it, it's so it's it's not something that an, an art student would ever want to do. You know. I mean, I'm just a nutcase. You know, I because I <laughs> I wanted to do make, bring the scene back to life of the sailing era. Yeah. So all I had to go back, I had to go back a hundred years, you know. Well, the buildings were still there a hundred years ago, in most cases, and um, and so it's it, it's not it's not that uh, big a deal, really. And for me, it wasn't. And um, the more I did it, the more excited I got, and the better I did it. <laughs> So you you would research for for let's say I guess the spring and summer and then you would bring the your research back to your studio in the winter time and finish finish them off then. That type of thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So a lot of travel in the spring and summer when it's nice out, and then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, it's you can't you can't beat it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think people today, you know, they. They do very well with, with uh, you know, the the, the uh, American Society of Marine Artists, which I helped to uh, start, uh, that uh, is functioning beautifully now, and it's got some really great uh, people in it, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they see what success that I've had, and so it's, it's uh, something that... Uh, you can put bread on the table with, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you still involved with the Lime Art Academy? The, the Lime, yeah. No, I was very involved in that. In fact, we built um, a big studio with our own uh, with our own money. I'm sure that's be, being used today. Still, it's a, it had it's several big studios in it. You know, it's quite a big building. No, they're good people there, and. Uh, but I love the look of what I do. I'm doing one right now, by the way. I'm doing another painting of New York. Oh, cool. And uh, I've got... Um, I'm looking right down South Street to the end of it, and there are cirrus clouds above that are uh, in the moonlight, and um, they're all positioned so that your eye goes to the buildings or... They take your eye. The pattern of of a sky will take the eye this way or that way, or bring into focus more of what you're trying to do. You know. Right. I remember in one of your videos you said, "Learn how to paint skies because they take up two thirds of your painting usually." <laughs> well, the, it's a lot of a lot of the painting is, is the sky and, and what I do. Yeah. But when you put uh, a, a clipper ship right at the wharf with a clipper ship boom coming across the street, yeah. and then you fill the street with um, traffic, you know, horses and carts, this is in the evening when they're all winding down and they're going to bed, you know. Oh, I'd love to see it because oh. your, your South Street paintings are really iconic. Yeah, yeah. I've always loved them. Yeah. yeah. And 
And your moon paintings are very popular. It's moonlight that really I like the best because uh, it's um, it's the artificial light mixed in with the moonlight is uh, it's a winner, you know. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. It's beautiful, and you handle it so well. Exactly what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have concentrated on this and. Uh, and it, it's really worked, you know. Yeah. So do do you find that the art world goes up and down in terms of sales and galleries and that sort of thing? I don't know what uh, I would how I would answer that. Uh, I just do what I can and uh, what I know I I can win with. Yeah. You know? And once you've got that going, um, you've got a, a real winner. Yeah. So you need to keep doing that. Uh, there's no reason to stop, and uh, and I love it because it it evokes uh, a lot of pleasurable uh, feelings, you know, about the old days, and uh, and this one I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. I'm going to have to show it my dealer, and uh, when he comes to Palm Beach uh, next week. Do you, do you still have your studio in Boston Harbor? No, I don't. Um, I see it regularly. Uh, it's right on uh, Lewis Wharf. And um, it's not on Lewis Wharf. It's on Union Wharf. Union Wharf. Uh, and uh, it was a townhouse at the end of the wharf. And that was a perfect location for me. Um, and we had two galleries we had one gallery right on the same wall. That's when we were selling prints, quite a bit of print work, you know. And uh, so that blew very well here, too. Yeah. That, that was all started from being in London and seeing other people doing very well with it. And, um, and uh, you know, and uh, I, I always remember getting into prints uh, limited edition prints, uh, and uh, and I was uh, living in Darien still at that same house, and uh, and I bought an ad in, uh, and I designed the ad myself, and uh, a third page, a third of a page bleed in Smithsonian, and uh, I paid ten thousand for it. Believe it or not, oh, can you believe? Wow. It? that much for an ad but anyway it was wow. very well designed and very very and quite thought well thought out and i uh, had three little pictures and you know whoa geez, did we get ever ever get killed in the rush you know <laughs> wow we've got a colossal amount of people um wrote in for those and uh so that was another Nothing ventured, nothing gained. You know, that's but, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. For sure. What, so what kind of advice would you give to young students who are considering a career in arts, uh, wanting to do something uh, in painting, but they're getting resistance from maybe their family, saying you need to have a career that's a little oh, more stable? Regular was 
know, when I was a kid, when I was uh, 10, let's say 10, uh, I was, I was, according to my brother who, who died uh, a few years back in Malaga, Spain, uh, he, when I was with him last, he told me that when I was six, I was drawing all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that says something, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. See, I was, I, I couldn't put a pencil down, and I was, I, I and, and this tells me now that I had the thing that you have to have to, to become, you have to have extrasensory uh, uh, visual perception uh, and a little bit more than that and you have to be born with it. You can't, it can't come to you unless you get to the point where you're drawing all the time at the age of six, you know. Yeah. You, there's something going on was in your blood it needed developing it so it didn't need discouraging are your uh, worldscape uh videos still available the series uh, i i'm uh, we don't advertise it anymore but uh and you're not going to believe this they actually i think pbs threw it away what when they were they threw away the master after it was over the second run. Oh they my! Give it two runs, but they threw away the master because uh, they were downsizing at, 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 at an office in uh, 
Hartford, I think, or or somewhere there. They were the the PBS was at Hartford then. I I can't be accusing them of this now uh, and rabble rousing that. Uh, I I don't know, um, but that's what happened. They threw it away. Oh no! And they didn't bother to to reach out to you to see if you wanted it. No, they didn't. They didn't come to me at all. And they thought that it was their thing, and that they'd done it, whereas we'd paid for most of it, you know. And uh, but it was too late then. <laughs> Not really hurt. <laughs> that is a shame, John. Well, you got a short amount of time. Maybe you need to uh, go re-record them all. That would be fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I know that a lot of people would love it. The joy that John has for his work is contagious. And it was a great delight to hear all the wonderful stories that he has. And I hope to have another conversation with him to continue that. John's a true inspiration, and one of the lessons I learned from him was not to paint for the market, but to paint what you love, devote yourself to that, and you will find a market for it. He's done that for almost 80 years. John's work is sold through Kensington Stobart Gallery, which is located in the historic Hawthorne Hotel in Salem, Massachusetts. You can find out more about them at www.kensingtonstobartgallery.com. I learned from the Kensington Stobart Gallery that they do possess the DVD masters to both of John's Worldscape series, and they continue to manufacture them. They can be purchased through the gallery, and I highly recommend you do that. John has also established the Stobart Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization whose purpose is to help support young emerging artists who paint from life in the form of grants. You can find more information about the Stobart Foundation and apply at stobartfoundation.org. You will find links to the Stobart Foundation and the Kensington Stobart Gallery in the show notes. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. You'll find more about us at our website at schafercreative.studio. Music is by Lee Rosevere.